1: Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, Entering the Rory Sodder Show, home of America's man of the hour and home of America's biggest Trump supporters. Climb aboard and buckle up your seatbelt because this is a wild ride. Nothing but unfiltered talk and the hardcore truth. Mega, mega, mega.
0: Happy Tuesday. It is great to be with all of you. I hope you all had a great weekend. I hope it all went accordingly. I hope it was productive. I hope it was fun. I, um, I had a great weekend myself. Um, it was a blast. Uh, got a lot done. Um, had a really good time. did a lot of uh, fantastic things. And um, I will tell you, it is burning down here in the desert in Phoenix, man. Jesus Christ. I'm sweating my ass off. Um, and it's been quite the day, let me tell you, uh, especially in the media. Um, we have so much going on. Over the weekend, we, I mean, there's been, you know, a lot. And today, uh, we we're talking about the Michael Cohen um You know, uh, he's he pleaded pleaded guilty to uh, uh, tax fraud and uh, campaign finance fraud, as well as Paul Manafort um, got is got charged. Um, uh, He got found guilty out of eight of the ten counts. I cannot believe this. Paul Manafort is a man that worked for so many people, Ronald Reagan um he worked for i believe um, uh, yeah I, I know he's worked for a lot of other past politicians and i know reagan for sure but there's been a lot of people and all of a sudden this comes up now this is like you know this is all and we've talked about this on our, on the show several times it, by the way josh i want to welcome you i know you're on buddy what's going on my favorite co-host josh what's going on
4: how's it going how's it going as well
0: Good man yeah and, and you know we know that this whole paul Manafort thing i mean you know they, they they're going back to crimes that he committed years and years and years and years ago. this whole uh situation was just to get to Trump, just like i've said many times on my show um and there's not there's there's no other uh story or explanation to it, and the same thing with uh Michael Cohen, um, and you know the the campaign finance fraud that may worry me a little bit. The fact that he's getting charged with that tax fraud, I can understand. That's his own business. But what what did he, or did he not, pay these women with campaign money? Because if he fucking did, this is a big problem. And I know Giuliani has denied it's campaign money, but the fact that Michael Cohen is now getting charged, I don't you know what, I am so, you know, Giuliani says one thing. You know, I, be, I believe a lot of what Giuliani says. Giuliani's a stand-up patriot. He always has been. And I and I, like what, I like what he's doing for uh, Trump's legal team. And I also want to say that, um, you know, with, with what Giuliani, you know, has, has been around for many, many, many years. You know, he's a, a very, very great attorney. And he knows this is a witch hunt. And the, the campaign finance fraud um, charge at today, uh, I don't know how the hell, where this is coming from. W- what are your thoughts, Josh? I mean, this is some scary shit. I, you know, I uh, was under the impression, like I said, from Trump's attorney, Giuliani, and his other t- um, attorney, Jay Sek- Sekula, uh, that this was not out of campaign money to pay these porn stars, uh, you know, to hush money uh, before uh, the campaign, you know, before the election. So nothing would uh, interfere with uh, Trump, um, you know, just his reputation. Uh, But what's your thoughts on this?
4: Yeah. I mean, as of right now, we really, you know, sadly, we really don't know much of the details involved. Um, So we're kind of in the dark at the moment, but um, you know, it basically, we basically just have to see how this plays out. There's not, I mean, there's really not much else we can do at this point. It does, it does, you know, um, worry me a bit. It's putting, it's basically putting the whole administration in a precarious situation if, you know, um, he did end up doing something stupid with campaign money.
0: Right. And, and here's what I do want to say. And by the way, Gabe, I want to welcome you on the line. Gabe from Phoenix, how you doing, buddy? Hey, doing well. How are you? Good, man. Good to have you on. Um, But, yeah, but, Josh, I do want to say, though, the campaign finance fraud charge, this is all – this was all – part. I mean, this may be – you know, I've never trusted Michael Cohen from day one. I've never trusted that guy. I don't know why Trump ever let him come around. Michael Cohen has done a lot of shady business deals. He's done a lot of things that, you know, many would not approve of. Um, and this is, you know, this is very, uh, scary. This is very scary because, you know, we hear all these different things. Uh, Michael Cohen, you know, said at one point that the money came out of his own personal pocket, uh, did not come out of campaign money. So out, out, out of, Michael Cohen's pocket and then Trump was going to, you know, reimburse him for it. But this is just, this is not, this is crazy. This is, I don't know what to believe. Is this, is Mueller, trying to fuck with our heads, and is, is Mueller, you know, this, this, this whole witch hunt, or did they use camp- campaign money to pay off these two women that, you know, Trump slept with, these playmates, uh, you know, so they wouldn't uh, destroy his reputation before the election? Ah, oh, my God, it's scary. And the whole Paul Manafort thing, like I just said, um, the fact that they're going after Paul Manafort for crimes he committed all these years ago when... Obviously, it was visible. It's not like they, they couldn't have found this stuff out, and it was like this secret, what, what Paul Manafort was doing. And, he, you know, he gets charged all of a sudden because he's close to Trump. And, you know, uh, Mueller thought he was going to get something out of Manafort uh, regarding dirt on Trump, but it didn't work. Go ahead, Josh.
4: Yeah, I mean, you know, the, it's, it's a very weird situation we've been put in. And, you know, no one's perfect. Um, you know, Trump's yeah. done a lot of good things, but even he makes stupid right. hires. Um, he you does. know. Um, yes. So, you know, it, it is we are. This is in a situation where we really haven't been in, and I don't think. I don't know. To me, I'm not worried. I guess because yeah, every presidential you know election has bu- you know our presidential um, time in office has bumps in the road and and big problems and small problems and. So I'm kind of just going to wait and see with this situation. But it is, you know, like I said, it's a very weird situation we've been put in. We're kind of, we don't know what to think because we haven't been put in this situation yet under Trump.
0: Right. And Paul Manafort, um, we will be uh, welcoming our special guests uh, shortly. Um, But I I do want to say, you know, Paul Manafort, just to clarify with the audience, he was found guilty on eight counts and there was a mistrial on ten. So Paul Manafort is going to prison for a while. Um, there's no doubt. And that, that's, that is there's some serious shit here. Um, you know, but they dug and dug and dug. That's what Mueller did because he wanted to find everything he possibly could on Trump and, uh, you know, a- and with Cohen, Michael Cohen. I mean, Michael Cohen's facing probably four, three, four years in prison. He's cooperating um, and he's taking a plea. But my question is, are there certain secrets that he's, what, what is he cooperating on with Mueller? You know, Cohen's cooperating with investigators and, and Mueller. Uh, you know, this, this talking to Mueller just in general, and Mueller could be trying to set up, uh, you know, Michael Cohen or ma- have Michael Cohen make something up. You know, there's all these different tactics. Uh, Mueller is a, is a, as a crook. He's a, a dirty swamp creature, and, and I'll tell you. Um, but I do want to uh, play a clip on uh, Trump's thoughts on Manafort, uh, on what happened in court today. Um, and actually, first of all, let's let's play this clip real quick and then we'll get Trump's thoughts.
5: I apologize. Peter Ducey has more now on what's coming out of that room behind him there. Uh, we're, uh, we have at least one guilty count. Peter, what can you tell us?
2: Neil, the jury came and said that they had verdicts on eight of the 18 charges. And on count number one, The jury has reached a unanimous decision that Paul Manafort is guilty of filing fake tax returns. I've actually just, I'm getting handed a sheet that has the word guilty on it five times. We got count one, two, three, four, and five dealing with filing fake tax returns in 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, and 2014. And Paul Manafort has been found guilty by the jury on all five of those counts. It sounds like Outside the court, uh, there's just one person cheering, I couldn't tell what it was. Um, So five of eight so far are guilty for the Manafort team and we expect to have the next few charges any minute. We also expect to find out what's going to happen, what the judge wants to do with these ten charges that the jurors say they could not reach a unanimous decision on during their four days of deliberation. Neil. All
6: right, Jesus. Peter. Thank you very much. And again, just to sort this out, we are talking about Paul metaphor.
5: This is in Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, this is a separate look about the 18 counts that were originally facing him on this wave of uh, prosecution against the former campaign manager for Donald Trump. Um, and again, very, very early on in the process, but at least five guilty counts separately. The Michael Cohen situation in Manhattan, of course, the president's uh, personal lawyer who has pled guilty to campaign violations, financial fraud, all of which could land in a slammer for up to five years. Um, so, Robert, you're hearing all of this, and more to the Mattafort situation,
3: your thoughts?
7: On the Manafort situation, we have yet to hear about three remaining
5: of the of the eight counts, but it looks like five guilty verdicts. I'm, I'm imagining the other three are likely to be guilty as well. Who knows? But right. we'll find out.
7: They and he were, was found was guilty updated. with regard to the
5: tax charges. There, there wasn't much of a defense with regard to that. You know, you file your own tax returns. You know what you filed. You sign them. Um, I suspect that the jury probably did have some trouble with some things related to um, the bank fraud charges. Yeah, these are weighty financial issues. Peter, Ducey, you have a more? a little, little more complicated. Absolutely. Our
6: Peter, do you have more for us?
2: And on those three outstanding verdicts, Paul Manafort has been found guilty as well. So on the eight charges out of 18 that the Manafort jury said that they could come to unanimous verdicts on, they have found Paul Manafort guilty on all of them. The first five guilty that we got were all relating to filed, uh, falsely filed tax returns. These three had to do with a failure to file a foreign bank account report, bank fraud in getting a $3.5 million loan from Citizens Bank, and bank fraud in getting a $1 million loan from the Bank of California. So we still do not know what the judge wants to do with these 10 charges that the jury could not come to a unanimous verdict on, but they are 8 for 8 in guilty against Paul Manafort. And uh, these Three, two of these three that just came in carry a maximum prison sentence of 30 years apiece. The first five carry, guilty, uh, carry maximum prison sentences of three years each, so that would be 15. One of them carries five, so that gets to 20, and then two 30 year sentences, so we are up to 80 years maximum in prison if my mental math is correct.
0: Jesus, good Lord. And here is Trump's thoughts on Manafort and the guilty verdict. I feel very sad
1: about that. Uh, It doesn't involve me, but I still feel, you know, it's a very sad thing that happens. This has nothing to do with Russian collusion. This started as Russian collusion. This has absolutely nothing to do. This is a witch hunt, and it's a disgrace. This has nothing to do with what they started out, looking for Russians involved in our campaign. There were none. I feel very badly for Paul Manafort. Again, he worked for Bob Dole. He worked for Ronald Reagan. He worked for many, many people. And uh, this is the way it ends up. And it was not the original mission, believe me. it was. Uh, it was something very much different. So... Had nothing to do with Russian collusion. We continue the witch hunt. Thank you very much. So there you have it. Oh, yeah. The witch
0: hunt continues. Um, Jesus Christ. I, um, I do want to welcome um, our special guest. Gabe or Josh, do you have any thoughts?
8: Yeah, I was going to say, it it sounds a little bit like there is a possibility of a presidential pardon brewing in the background out after those statements on Trump's behalf, but I mean, that's that's at least what the statements were kind of hinting towards, considering that I mean, he was talking about him being found guilty, uh, being ashamed, and then defaulting to it having nothing to do with the initial cause of the investigation, which was... Well, of course, as we all know Russian collusion, which clearly this has nothing to do with
0: so right i mean it's and there's they're two years they're two years into this investigation, and there's not one there's not there's no sufficient evidence and there's not one sign or any sort of you know uh legitimate uh evidence at all of russia collusion i mean this yeah. is a witch hunt i mean the Robert Mueller is on a fishing expedition. This guy is a uh, – I mean, Mueller is on nothing but a fishing expedition, and it's, it's a disgrace. And it just goes to show uh, they want to do whatever they can to bring this president down. They do not want Donald Trump in power. They are – I mean, they are nasty people, the people that are going after Trump and they' They're going after people that are associated with Trump, just trying to get as much information as possible. I mean this is typical um, with these with these prosecutors. I mean with these some oh, these investigators, it's terrible. Um, I do want to welcome though, Um our our first special guest, and uh, we actually have two special guests um right now, and then we'll have another one call in in about a half hour. But uh, my first special guest is te- television personality, fitness guru, entrepreneur, New York Times bestselling author, Jim Schreiner. Um, and Jim, um, we're gonna, I'm going to get to you in one second. Um, our second guest is oil and natural gas investor, radical Islam expert, foreign policy analysis, bestselling, New York Times bestselling author, entrepreneur, and a, a contributor to The Daily Caller, Clash Daily, LiveZet, Daily Surge, and The Hill. Dan Perkins, how are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. And yourself? Good friend of the show. Good friend of the show. You're, you're uh, good to have you back on. I know you have a lot yes. of exciting information to, sh- to share with us. You've written a bunch of pieces this week. Um, I, we do want to talk about that. There is oh my God, there's so much to get to. Um, and um, I, Jim, as well your book. And, you know, you talk about all the corruption with the Catholic Church, and you go into, you know, deep into, you know, the, um, you know, with, the, with what the priests have been doing, I mean, doing to these young children, I mean, the, the horrific, not just that, not just those incidences, but so many others that uh, people don't even know about, and uh, about other religions as well, stuff that uh, is kind of uh, behind closed doors, correct? Correct. You're correct,
7: and uh, Roy, it's amazing, and thanks for having me on the show. You know, as I was listening to you talk earlier, you used my phrase quite a bit. You kept saying, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. That's my phrase. You can't steal it. The uh, yeah. what, You know, it's crazy. I, I, I had a several epiphanies in my life, and people ask me all the time, you know, when did it come to this? And several times in my life, I've literally said, Jesus Christ, enough already. And a couple of those epiphanies we'll talk about in a little bit, but one of those was – again just happened the other day when this news hit where these kids were being molested by the churches again I just threw my hands up and I said it in the book. The book is called Jesus Christ Enough Already. I actually talked about this very specific point that somebody needs to step in. They should have stepped in years ago. This is literally an epidemic and it's done more harm to humanity than cancer. And I, I jokingly or I didn't jokingly on one of the interviews I did this morning I told the host Who happened to be a, I think a Baptist minister And I said we need to step in And just shut the system down Just shut it down And he goes you can't shut the Catholic priest down I said why can't you I said if this this were any other organization If this were a a business like Amazon Or Netflix or something Somebody would have came in and shut it down We need to shut it down And he said Jim they're not going to shut it down So what's your next move I said "All right, the next move is very simple These priests need a chaperone Everywhere they go, they need a chaperone. You know, if I go to my doctor, guess what? I can't even walk in my doctor's office without the doctor having an assistant, a chaperone. They're not even – now, we're talking about a physician. Physicians have never been accused of such horrendous crimes, but they can't even be alone with their patient. They have to have an advocate. Well, I say we assign an advocate to these priests so that 24-7 they can never be alone with anyone, especially a child. And and this host says, well, what about the confession? That's, uh, well, that's between them and God. I said, what are you more concerned about? That a God could hear your prayer or a child could get molested? Right. Obviously, you got your priorities out yeah. of line. Because we're talking about, my gosh, 10, 15 years ago, they made a movie about this called Spotlight because it was such a huge epidemic. And what? This, yeah, this, uh, this, yeah. They've, you made, know, we talk about they've made so many movies. movies yeah. yeah. Were, yeah. Oh, Sorry, my ahead. gosh, you guys were talking about corruption in politics. And I, and I said to you earlier. I I probably need to do a better job No keep uh, going with what like you're saying. You're well, on a good you no, are I'm a good paying, rant. Keep going. attention keep to the politics. Other people other people can fight that battle. I've got to fight the battles I can win. I can win this battle. I'm on a pedestal that we need to shut this shit down. It's been going on long enough. And one of the things I said earlier that I believe in my lifetime I I was not around for the Holocaust. But in my lifetime there were two times that if in fact god or jesus christ himself were real there are two times that he should have shown up and protected his children holocaust was one this is the second one if in fact christ was real he should have stepped in and stopped these children needed an advocate you'll read about it in the book and listen to this the publisher who published this book i'm so proud To be with mascot publishing, this distributed by Ingram. They were one of the only publishers that had the balls to publish this book because it's a tell-all, dude. I'm telling you, organized corruption all the way from the Catholic Church all the way down through Christianity to the Pat Robertsons and the Benny hens I've worked side by side with all of them. It's such a corrupt organization that needs shut down from the top. Well, in this book, I describe in detail an experience that I had as an altar boy. I was so. So lucky that I never got molested, but my friends weren't so lucky. Now I don't know whether I didn't get molested because my bad my dad was a six foot four linebacker for Arizona State and they were afraid of him. But I literally walked in while one of my best friends was being molested, and I descriptively told that story in the book. It's very graphic, oh, very descriptive. Geez,
6: oh, Jesus and, Christ. Yeah,
7: but, yeah, exactly. Now at the very last I can't even hour, imagine. Oh, my God. Dude, dude, they are literally sending the book to press, and Mascot called me and said, Jim, we're begging you, can we pull that out of the book? And I said, no. If you pull it out, I'm gone. I'll go to another publisher because I'm telling you, that book is my life story. It is true, every single word of it, and the world needs to hear this, and they need to feel it. Roy, that's the problem is… They don't need to hear it. They need to feel it. One of my best friends is a retired physician who treated many of these kids that were abused who have since went on and committed suicide. He cannot even talk about it. Him and I tried to talk about it while we were writing this book. He can't even talk about it because in treating these children that were abused changed his whole perspective of humanity. That's how corrupt this is. So am I fired up? Absolutely, I'm fired up. And I'm on a mission. I told you earlier, I'm all in on this. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm all in. I told you earlier, my wife of 25 years passed away of cancer four months ago. Her and I's dying wish, this was our autobiography, and I gave her my word that I would see this thing through. She, she made me promise that this would be the last thing that I leave on planet Earth. And I'm in this. I sold my beach house. I'm living in an RV, traveling the country, promoting my book. Jesus Christ, enough already! Enough is enough. We need to stand up and shut down this shit.
1: Wow, wow,
7: wow! <laughs> that's uh, that's a lot to lot to
0: take in. I um, I'm just uh, yeah, I'm just kind of uh, you know. Let, uh, I do have a lot to say. I do have a lot to say. Josh, go ahead. Okay. I
4: know you have. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I obviously this is a huge problem that we're facing, but I, I think you covered that all pretty well. I'd like to address something you said a little bit more specifically um, about where you said that you think that Jesus or you know some some higher power should have stepped in in these two situations and saved their people.
7: I'm, I guess I'm, I, I guess I'm not really sure how you're qualifying that argument. Here's what I came to. I, I jokingly, or I did jokingly, I said honestly in my life I've had what I would consider a couple of epiphanies. Um, in the book, you're going to hear my story of how I was born and raised a Catholic. I was an altar boy. Then I went on to become a Southern Baptist Christian. I worked with the Charles Stanleys and the Benny Hens, and you name it. The, the list goes on. I even produced my own television show on Christian Network. Now, I want you to imagine I was – one of the guys on television preaching the power of healing prayer healing prayer because that's what i believed i believed that there was this god upstairs and you could pray to him and it was, he he solved your problems and he answered your prayers and he, and he and he healed the body now i went to school and studied sports medicine exercise, i have a masters in sports medicine exercise and nutrition so as a byproduct i became a scientist i started to follow science i became a researcher so now i'm studying science well this whole biblical aspects and stuff kind of crossed against what science was teaching me because science was teaching me that the body healed itself. You didn't need help from a deity. I mean, think about it. If you cut your arm, you don't think anything stupid. Guess what? It heals. If you catch a cold or a flu and you don't think anything crazy, guess what? It goes away. Well, that's not a miracle. Well, just because somebody goes into what we call spontaneous remission from cancer, which I've seen all the time, doesn't necessarily mean it's a miracle. It means it's the body's doing its job. Well, I was standing in the hospital, oh, it's going to say about two years ago, my wife had both of her legs amputated from cancer. And in the room, I'm standing with my wife. My mother-in-law is standing with her priest, three or four deacons from our church, and they're all laying hands on my wife, praying for God to come down and grow my wife new limbs. And I, they're praying out loud. Now, at the time... Uh, A surgeon comes in and says, hey, I hate to tell you guys this, but we have to take your wife back into emergency surgery because the bone disease is now in her neck, and we're going to start removing bone tissue. And that was the first time in my life that I said, Jesus Christ, enough already. She had been suffered so much, and I couldn't understand why God wasn't stepping in and healing her. Well, as these people are praying and laying hands on my wife, Asking God to grow her new limbs, I looked at the room and I said, do you guys actually believe that God is going to reach down and instantaneously grow my wife's new feet? And without a shadow of doubt, everyone in the room said, absolutely. And I knew right then, it was like that was my first epiphany. It's like a shockwave hit me. I knew right then that that had never happened in the history of time, and it was not going to happen then. No one, I don't care what anyone has told you. I don't care what's been passed on from generation to generation. No one has ever instantaneously grown a new limb, grown a new eyeball, grown a new body part, or instantaneously been healed because of someone else praying for a miracle. It has never happened. And now all of a sudden my science background came in, and I started to realize that, you know what, My wife is not going to grow new limbs. She's not going to defeat this disease. We need to produce better medicine in order for her body to do the job that it was created to do, to heal. Because now all of a sudden my 40-year experiences of being in the Christian church came crashing in and told me, you know what? There has never been an instantaneous divine healing miracle. It's never happened. And like I said, I've worked with the best of the best. I mean I was sitting with Pat Robertson when he talked through the camera and, and would say – I was sitting right with him, and he said, there's somebody watching right now that has colon cancer. And I just had a word from God, and he told me that your colon cancer is going to go away. Do your heal? So call in, and, and, and that's your miracle. Well – Statistically, at that very moment, and I wrote about this in the book, by the way, statistically at that very moment, there were probably 10,000 people watching that episode. Well, of those 10,000 people, a pretty good majority of them probably had colon cancer because statistically, like one in every eight people had colon cancer, and guess what? A few of those people are going to get better because of medicine or because their body has a natural way of healing themselves. It had nothing to do with a divine miracle. It had to do with statistical probabilities. They were tuning in at the very moment that they believed that God had somehow worked through Pat Robertson and healed their body and had nothing to do with that prayer. It had to do with the fact that their body was designed to heal itself, and that's what I teach people how to do. Whoever created that, whoever created us i want you to think about this whoever created us gave our bodies and our universe everything that we need to heal your body heals itself when you can tap into the powers of the universe and that's what i teach people how to do and it's not dependent upon any form of religion you know that's what's happening with all these different forms of religion you know they it's been a destructive force you believe what we believe we're going to kill you you know organized religion has done more harm to humanity then cancer all the way to the top From Catholicism So in my opinion We need to start practicing the term Humanism Humans caring for other humans We need to look out for planet earth Humans need to start looking out for this planet And it has nothing to do with organized religion We need to get organized religion out of the way So that people can start caring for one another Because in the name of God We have killed more people on this planet Than any disease That's my message so – and again, this, this right here is just tip of the iceberg. This whole Catholicism thing is just – it is not going away. We've got to step in. There is so much corruption in organized religion from Catholicism to Christianity all the way down that somebody needs to step in and, and, and make become an advocate. That's, that's what I write about in this book is we need some changes. And the, I, I had counted on the fact that the cover was going to ruffle some feathers. We're catching some flack. People love it because it's getting people to talk. It's it's waking people up and they look at the cover and they're like, Oh my God, Jesus Christ enough already. That guy's got some balls. Yeah. You've got to shake things up if you want some change. We need some change.
1: Wow. Wow. Well, I, uh, wow, that's a
0: that's a lot to take in. Yeah, yeah, Dan, go ahead and then uh Gabe.
5: I wanna I wanna to respond to uh in general what the
0: gentleman said. Um, hey, Dan, a Dan of, are you going to use your famous quote? I'm going to take slightly a different tack on this one. Yes, I am going to take a slightly different tack. Um,
5: <laughs> a number of years ago, I wrote a series of columns on the issue that this gentleman is talking about, but I I talked about it in a, in a way... Um, and I don't know that this gentleman hasn't addressed it. He just didn't mention it this evening. Um,
7: Jim,
3: uh,
7: Jim Schreiner, he, by the way, uh, that, that's my name, Jim pardon? Schreiner. Jim Schreiner, that's my name, by the way. I wasn't sure if Roy put it out. My name is Jim Schreiner. Yeah, like yeah, I Schreiner,
3: you, uh, Jim Schreiner. yeah, I introduced oh, God, you at the beginning.
7: Yeah, I introduced you. He kept saying the gentleman, the gentleman. I didn't know if he knew what my name was. Sorry. <laughs>
5: okay. No, but you're still a gentleman anyway, even though I, I, I didn't know your name <laughs> at the time. Um, but. I but I, I I do want to bring a perspective. Um, it's not a religious perspective. Um, one of the best kept horrendous secrets in the American education system today, public education, is the number of young people that are abused, physically abused by teachers, who then spend the organizations to deal with this issue, uh, either reassign the teachers or fire them. But when the parents sue, my taxpayer dollars and your taxpayer dollars, along with insurance premiums, are used to pay out to settle the claims. The number of claims that are in the public school system in the United States
1: dwarfs, dwarfs,
5: all of the sexual abuse charges against all religions in the United States. And it's being paid for by American individual tax dollars. I send my wow. children to a public school to have them abused, and then my tax dollars are used to pay the penalties that the teachers and the courts or the settlements that the lawyers are are making with the school districts to provide uh, a relief for the parents financially, uh, and the teachers uh, may lose their teaching position, but they spend no criminal time. And so when we look at the, the problem, well, I understand this Jim's perspective, I think there's a broader perspective that not only deals with religions but with what's going on in the public school system in our country today. And it, Boy, this is not a new problem that that's been going earlier. on in
7: that proves my point earlier, just like you guys were talking politics. We need people to fight these battles. And I, I, that's a perfect conversation because I'm, I'm unaware of that because I'm so diligent yes. about fighting this fight that I'm unaware of that. So and we need all, people, and that's why we're talking about it. That's what's great about this is because we're bringing stuff to light that people need to know about. I'm fighting the fight that I think I was just exactly. fighting. And, so and at now, the end of the day… And at the
0: and at the end of the day, um, you know this all falls into politics. It all does. I mean, if you look, it does. If you look I at agree. it, and it really does. And it's all something that needs to be dealt with on a platform and you know in in the political spectrum in that realm, because politicians do have certain uh, the, the authorities to you know, do stuff like you said, maybe monitor priests with children and and stop the corruption in certain areas. I mean, there's things that have to be done that have not been done, and it's disgraceful. And and all these organizations that, you know, keep in in a lot of ways enabling it, and they basically don't hold these people accountable enough, and instead they pay out millions in hush money, and, you know, it's just that's not justice.
7: That's that's you know. Roy, think about this, Roy. Roy. You you just nailed the head. You just nailed it on hammer on the head. Listen to this. Yeah.
0: Think about
7: think about the fact. What if? Catholic well, he, really
0: Church quickly. Had never been I know taught. for a fact. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you speak. I know for a fact though no. that the Catholic archdiocese and the all these Catholic organizations are go, gonna going bankrupt. Some of them. And there's I mean Good. they've paid out millions and millions and millions. yeah. They paid mean, out. millions I don't even, trying to
7: cover it up? That's my point. Yep. They paid out billions trying to cover it up. What if they hadn't been caught? They've been shuffling papers and shuffling people around and paying millions, even billions of dollars to cover this up. Now they got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, and the bishops and the popes are coming out. Oh, we're sorry. We're sorry. Bullshit. They've been done nothing but try to hide this and conceal it, shuffle priests around. And it's like I said, if you go back and watch the movie Spotlight, this has been an epidemic that has been going on across the world. Not just here in the United States, across the world, and they've done nothing and we all but know, hide it. We all you. know why.
0: We all know why they they hide it. They don't want to ruin their image. They want people exactly. to still think you know oh my God. the same way about them. You know the traditional values, which you know I, I I'll say it. I mean I was born and raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school. Um, you know I, but I do know there's a lot of corruption in my religion. I am no, I am not ashamed to admit it at all. Um and I think there's a corruption in a lot of religions, and you know people people don't look at it cl- you know deep enough. I mean, there's so much um, and what, what we should also get into in this into this as well, but it's another kind of discussion, but it, it goes it's same as re- it goes into the religion factor is the way we um, in the political realm, especially on the left, the Democrats, how they coddle and and um, these these Muslims, uh, these terrorists, because they don't want to hurt their feelings, they won't tell right, the facts. Right. They don't. They don't. They. You know, they're they're too politically correct. It's disgraceful. Yeah,
5: but Why I God, I have Dan? to go. I have yeah, to go right. back. I have to. I, I'm sorry. I have go, to go ahead,
0: to go Dan. Back. Dan, and then I'm. I'm but definitely going to get to you, Dave. And then I know Josh. You have something to say. Go ahead, Dan.
5: I just. I. I just. I just. I. I think that. That. I have to make this point. If I look at the number of priests in the United States and the number of parishes that are in the United States, and I look at the number of classroom teachers and the tens of millions of children that are in these classrooms to, to focus all of our attention or focus most of the attention on, on Catholics, Christians, Jews, Muslims, whatever, and not address the billions of dollars and the much greater number of children that are being abused in the public school system and it's being covered up and it's not being reported it's it's i'm 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 just very concerned that we we should be dealing with the issue of child
7: abuse. I'm I'm not sure.
5: Well,
1: I'm not trying to I'm not trying to real say that quick, doesn't real have quick a I
2: want
7: to cut I'm in. He hey guys, guys,
0: guys, I wanna cut in real quick on this, real quick. It's not so much the public school system, it's all the school systems. It's the private right. schools, it's the charter schools, it's I mean we see all these teachers sleeping <clears throat> with their students. I mean that's a form yep. of abuse. That's pedophilia. So it's not just physical abuse of where the, the teachers are beating the kids up. It's, you know, it's the sex. It's the even teachers doing drugs with students that are underage. I mean, so it all, you know, it's, it's, it's in the whole school
7: system, period.
0: And, uh, it's uh, the right. corrupt
7: Go ahead. I didn't it's it's mean to interrupt yeah. in I'm just saying that I had a personal attachment to this one. I have a very personal attachment to this one. So I'm the yes. one that chose this. This battle chose me. So I'm so thankful that he stood up and made a valid point because now I'm hopeful we'll find somebody to fight that battle. I'm, I'm fighting also, this battle.
8: I also want to raise yeah. a couple different points on this note. I mean, a lot of you it ahead, kind Dave. of just boils down. To, a lot of it boils down to the same fundamentals of uh, how do we strengthen down and double down on the enforcement against child abuse. And I mean, like Dan was bringing up previously, like a lot of these settlements. End up coming out of tax dollars. Uh, a lot of these yeah. church, uh, churches end up paying up uh, paying up significant sums out of tax dollars, but on top of that, out of money that they've raised that, has, that also haven't been taxed. So the the overall focus that kind of feel like we should be shifting towards is kind of noticing that what we see is the same commonality that you see a lot of in the criminal defense field where all of these criminal defendants aren't really noticing – or paying atten- thinking ahead as far as the crimes that they're committing, and they're just doing damage control after the damage is already done. Well, instead, what we could be doing is we could be diverting our attention to the enforcement against these uh, criminal acts, and that means paying attention more to where uh, where our children are most vulnerable, that being schools, that being in churches. And like right. was previously said, focusing on legislation that would Strengthen the privacy of these individuals or strengthen the ability of parents to follow their children into these different scenarios, but also maybe increasing the personal liability for school teachers and increasing the penalties for people and honestly evening out the penalties as well. I mean, we were talking about this earlier while we were on this subject. Uh, where if you look at the penalties that are imposed on female teachers versus male teachers that commit these heinous acts, then all of a sudden it's taken lightly. If you look at the male teachers, then they're hit yes. with years and years behind bars. If we can actually level out that playing field and make sure that there isn't that discrepancy between genders and between how someone is abused, As long as someone actually faces a serious penalty for a serious offense, regardless of what gender they happen to be, what setting it may be, if we can actually pump money into the enforcement side of things, I think we'd be a whole lot better off instead of looking in hindsight and saying, well, now let's do the damage control after the damage is done. If we start funding different ways to strengthen down on the enforcement, I think we'd be way better off on a societal stance with this issue.
0: And, and real to, quick, to, real to, quick, Dan. I know you want to respond, but real quick, yeah, Gabe. I remember we were having this discussion at lunch today. How, um, and, and I do want to welcome on the line um, our special, uh, our, our other special guest, uh, criminal defense attorney, federal, former uh, former prosecutor, uh, political strategist, lobbyist, constitutional expert, and New York Times bestselling author, David Shuster. How are you, my friend, good friend of the show? Um, what we're talking about right now, though, David, and, you, and you're, pro- you're very um, – you know this area very well, um, and so does my friend Gabe. He's a lawyer as well. And, and Gabe and I were just at lunch today, and we were talking about the double standard with the prison sentences, um, with the, you know, school teachers. You know, if a woman had sex with a with a male, uh, you know – she gets a, uh, you know, a, a basically a, a, a free pass or a way lesser sentence as if a male was to have sex with a, a female student, all hell breaks loose. So, you know, uh, um, I'm sure you're very familiar with this double standard. And then, Dan, I'm getting right back to you.
5: Okay, let me... Let as, me
0: as, as, l- Dan, I, go I I ahead bring first, a, and then I let's just, get to David. I, let's Dan, then David.
5: I, I, I want to bring a, 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 another piece of... Uh, reality to this. Yeah. Uh, I did a piece when, when all the uproar was about the, the 2,000 children who were in this country illegally were yeah. separated from their parents and the Democrats, the left, was up in arms about separating families. Okay. Now, yeah. I want to put this child abuse situation uh, in perspective in the reality of this country. We talked about. I think this is a number, and and Jim, you can help me. But I think the the recent revelation is a thousand children over seventy years. Is that the right number? That's a Jesus. low number,
7: okay. go ahead.
5: That's, Say that, it again, that Dan? That, I've I have heard that the number that that this particular issue with the Catholic Church was approximately a thousand children. In seventy years, now oh, Jim God, thinks that's a low more, number
7: way more
0: well, no, no, Jim, no
5: no no oh, no 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 well, I'm,
7: I'm, talking the
5: <laughs> I'm talking about what has been reported in the news okay, media was, of- a thousand yeah, okay. children thousand children in seventy years, okay okay Fair enough, we okay. can argue whether that's the good we can argue whether that's a good number or a bad number, but let me give you a real number,
3: <laughs> okay.
5: Child Protective Services and the Police Department last year took 385,000 children out of their homes because of physical or sexual abuse in this country. 385,000 children. Not 1,000, not 10,000, not 100,000 over 70 years, but one year, Three hundred eighty-five thousand children were separated wow. from their parents because of physical or sexual abuse. Wow.
0: Why are we not talking Gee. about that? Yeah. Exactly. Where where Gee. where are all these where are all these liberal protesters that go out in the streets and protest gun control to take our guns away and all these and all these feminists going out in the streets claiming they don't have rights? I mean, where are all, and and all these people, you know, uh, save our kids from school shootings, but take away the guns. I mean, all these liberals do all these other stupid protests. I mean, why aren't people talking about the real issues?
7: Hey, Roy, I don't yeah. want to be the elephant in the room. Wait, hey, I don't want to be the elephant in the room, but Jesus Christ has up already. Now, wait a second, let's go back to the religious aspect. Where the hell is God? I mean, think about it. Come on. These kids need an advocate. Where's Jesus Christ? The church has been preaching that Oh, God's your advocate. He's he's behind the scenes and he's manipulating things in your favor, we need, and he's here to protect
3: so you. So you do not, we, we you do
7: not agree that we need
0: more God in schools. We don't need God. You don't think God is no. And we don't, no, we don't. that's not okay. the answer.
7: Obviously, that's not but, that's not even but, close but, to hey, the answer. It,
0: now, now admit a little bit though. Uh, do you, you know, and I and I don't think you're coming off as a, a bigot in any in any way, shape, or form because I you're just, you know, going by what you you know, what you've researched, what you know. Yeah, and what, you, what you've been around. But what about those people that are so dedicated to their faith, their Christianity, and I'm sure you have friends that are very religious. What do you say to them? How do you, you know, kind of um, explain this and, you know, without sounding disrespectful? I mean, in a sense, you're saying God's not real. And, we know that majority of America, uh, you know, believes God believes God is real. I think am uh, right, very think religious. You
7: uh, you say you say a majority right now. The largest growing segment of population in the United States and the world are agnostics. People are just saying, "Wait a second, the facts just don't support the theory." I'm a scientist, and what I'm saying is, I was in Christianity, now I'm an agnostic. You know, here's what's funny. We're actually getting ready to produce a show that we're going to try to pitch to Netflix, and eventually I'm going to turn it into a TV show. The show is called Defending My Faith. And I want you to imagine, the world is fighting over two simple questions. Where did life start? And when it dies, where does it go? I want you to think about it. My wife was energy. She was here on Earth, and now she's not. Where did she come from, and where did she go? And that's what everybody's fighting about. Well, you you have Islam, Buddhists, Christians, Catholics, Hindus, across the board, atheists, agnostics, and everybody's fighting about that, those two simple questions. So what we want to do is I want to put together a panel of all these leaders, and we're going to ask them those questions. And we're going to say, look, defend your position because at the end of the show, I think America and the world is ready to be educated because I'm telling you from 40 years inside the best churches and the best hospitals in the world – no one is being divinely protected. No one is getting help from God. If you got better from an illness, it's because your body decided to get better. There is no fairy out of the sky reaching down and, and performing miracles. It is not happening. Right. So what I'm saying is yeah. I, I'm an agnostic, and I am also practiced deism, which Einstein really trademarked the term deism. I believe that there is a creator. Somebody created that first spark of life, and then he set the laws of the universe in motion. And those laws in the universe govern us. But there is no man sitting on a throne, judging you for who you sleep with and who you don't sleep with and what church you go to or damning you to hell or this. That person does not exist. It was a fairy tale told to us for millions or thousands of years, and people fell for
1: it. Two two billion
7: people fell for it, and now you're finding, (laughs) I promise you you're finding that people are falling out of faith and saying, wait a second, science is proving that yeah a <laughs>
3: <Yeah.
4: Yeah. laughs> quick i guess before before i specifically go into challenging <laughs> specific things you said i'd like to ask a blank and say what what okay. god what what if god is a lot real? words what what
7: was that again what if god is real what, what do you mean what it is? I believe he is real. He's just not the guy sitting on the throne that's damning people to hell and, and, and acting like a Santa Claus. What if he is?
4: But see, well, you, you, have a, you have a constrained view of what God is. God isn't Santa Claus. The people <laughs> that you were talking about praying for your wife and, and my fullest condolences, that's a terrible thing to remind yeah, you your wife mine so too. young. But those people that were praying over her believed in a Santa, a Santa Claus God. I don't Good. believe in a Santa Claus God. God is not Santa Claus. God has this ability to <laughs> say no. Santa Claus doesn't say no. Santa Claus says yes <laughs> to whatever you ask for. So you are you're is, speaking Lori, of a God I, I, that, that, I, know, do not, that know, I do not worship, and I feel like a lot of people don't.
7: They do. The, the people that you, you, when you pray, I do believe in the power of prayer, praying, sending messages out to the universe and thanking the universe for what it's already given us. Because whoever created us has already given us everything that he's going to give us, everything that we deserve, everything that the universe provides. But there is no magic person out there that's reaching down and and giving you financial. Here's the problem in the Christian church, and I've seen this – I'm telling you, I've seen this not in my own life but across the board. You have pastors now that are preaching this financial prosperity. They call it prosperity preaching. Oh, just send money in. We're going to bless it, and we're going to send it back to you tenfold. They're preying on the elderly, and they're preying on the vulnerable. That's got to stop. Then you have people, and it's not in there. No, you're absolutely right. And there's
4: people like Joel yeah. Osteen or, or Jim Baker. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Jim Baker? That's someone oh, who specifically uses the gospel to, for a monetary game. You and I can both sit here and deny those people and say that those people are absolute lunatics, but they also – are not, th- th- those people are wrong though. And they're not, they're using on, the Bible now, and twisting so it for their personal gain.
7: Wait a minute. Look at Gloria and Kenneth Copeland. Gloria Copeland went on national TV and said, quote, If you have cancer, don't go to the doctor, come to us. We'll pray for you. That person's wrong you. though. That's what, but my point but, is, yeah, they're wrong, but we need to stop them. Somebody's got to stop them because they're see, praying on the over Here's no evidence. You make there is a no evidence statement that though. you can no, but I'm saying there is no evidence that you get preyed <laughs> on. You know what? Science has actually proven, know that one of the biggest heart cardiovascular studies in the world, that people that actually got prayed for during and after heart surgery had more complications after the surgery than the people that didn't get prayed for. There is absolutely no evidence. The praying for healing works. I don't. Come on now. There's (laughs) no way you can legitimize that statistic. That's not a real statistic.
4: There's no way you can calculate that. Where'd you get that? Study the (laughs) onions. There's a study. A Harvard. There's actually
7: a Harvard study that did that. I'm telling you. All all of a sudden we're going to start trusting.
4: I follow. Listen. All of a sudden we're going to start trusting people from Harvard. Come on.
5: (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I, I,
1: I, uh, Roy, I just want to add
5: one quick point here. The forget about yeah. the religious. Forget about that. What we're talking about just I, I just, This
1: is a lot. Well, this what, is just
0: a lot to take in. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
5: So, but what's what's going on here is where we we are losing perspective that the founding fathers who founded this great country wanted to have the American people to have the right to practice any religion or no religion that they wanted. If we're going to shut down all religion as, this, as Jim t- suggests, you're asking people to give up their constitutional right. And I never want to have a situation where i have taken away a constitutional right of any American citizen.
7: So how do you prevent right. – the? again, there, there's, good, there's good and evil. How do you prevent the people like the Gloria Copeland's and stuff and saying – because let me ask you this. Where you, guys, you guys say, let me ask you this. So you're saying yeah, then, that if a person yeah, gets – And well then I want an to get, get a lot of people's responses. If a, so, if yeah, a person gets well from an illness, if a person gets well from an illness, either – we call it a spontaneous remission. If somebody in the hospital right. goes into a spontaneous remission, is that a miracle? Is it a miracle? So you're saying that an atheist, a person who doesn't even believe in God, has an illness, and his body heals itself, which we know science has proven the body heals itself. Are you saying that's a miracle? Are you saying God did that? What I'm saying is I I, I can't. I, can't
0: I, I, believe, I, I believe to each their own. I believe. I – you know, here, here's. I, the, wait,
7: you're exactly right. As long as your belief doesn't interfere with my belief, but currently religion is slowing down medicine. Catholic is a perfect example. Religion is not allowing medicine to use stem cell research because they so, believe that these stem cells have souls. So, so now, they're, so let me they're let me get this straight. No, wait, hold on. on.
0: Let me let me get this straight. What you, what you were trying to say earlier? And no, I, no, I, I no, 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 no. That was a, that
6: was a, that was a complete misstatement. There's no belief about stem cells having souls. That, that, that was just an incredible misstatement. It was in terms of the source and the harvesting of stem cells that was at an issue. And in fact, the issue had to do with harvesting stem cells from aborted fetuses, in which case there was a moral belief that the abortion was wrong and the source of the stem cells was wrong. It had nothing to do with stem cells having souls. That's, that's Didn't just, the that's Catholic Church uh, pray uh, uh, they uh, believed that
1: that was a huge lie. David, life. David everybody. No, 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 no.
6: Not not regarding the stem cells. It's the it was the source. It was in fact it was the idea of like using baby parts from a, an aborted fetus. It's the abortion itself it. that there's an objection to. There's no Got objection it. to stem cells per se. Okay, so uh, that's that's not the issue. And uh, so, in fact, uh, utilize, utilization, they've, they've discovered adult stem cells that are utilized for research, and there's no objection to that situation. So to say somebody believes that stem cells have souls is just a complete misrepresentation of anybody's belief in the whole entire world. Apparently, to doesn't make somebody sound silly when uh, you're trying to make a point. Attacking I appreciate there, that Like the, I said, that
0: that I I do does, hey so. hey 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 hey. I do want yeah. to chip in, real quick. Okay. So let let me get this straight, Jim. A yeah. C- couple things I want to ask you and kind of pinpoint this, and then I then I rest yeah. my case. Mm-hmm. Um, let's 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 go over one thing. Are you saying for one one of the reasons you gave earlier in the show, Jesus Christ is not real? And, you know, if he was and God was real, this person, they would have stopped all these kids from getting sexually abused. Am I correct on that statement? Correct. Correct. If God, okay, so I'm correct with that statement, okay? If God and Jesus Christ was not real, I mean, if God and Jesus Christ were real, then they would have cured my wife's cancer. That is one of the statements you made earlier in the show. Correct.
7: No, I don't think I said that. I said when when they were praying that she would miraculously grow new feet. The church had been teaching, and I was taught that as a Catholic, and I'm telling you, I've been on so many of these telethons where where evangelists were swearing on a stack of Bibles that they were growing new limbs in other countries. People were growing eyeballs and ears and new limbs and all these different miraculous healings. And what I'm saying is that those okay. stories were passed down from generation to generation. There has never been – I want you to think about this. There has never been an instantaneous, on-command healing miracle in the history of time. It has never happened. And if somebody says it, they're a bold-faced liar. And what's interesting well, is – wait a minute. Let me finish. It's interesting is the church – I was a part of it for 40 years. The church is – it's like the casino. They win every time. For how long? If they lay hands on an individual – wait a minute. If they lay hands on an individual – and, and a week or two later, for some reason, that person goes into spontaneous remission. They say, oh, we did that. We healed them with prayer. But if the person dies, they say, well, it wasn't God's plan. It wasn't God's plan. So they win each time. They win on the cases where they supposedly healed the person, but when the person didn't get healed, they say, oh, well, it wasn't God's plan. Now, wait a second. If you believe the Bible, never in the Bible was there an instance where someone was getting prayed a miracle on. By, whether it was Jesus or one of his disciples, never once did they lay hands on somebody and say, Oh, I can't heal you because it's not God's Jim, plan. They either could heal Jim, you or they couldn't heal you. Jim,
0: you, you, you are talking an awful lot. I do have a couple more questions for you. And, and oh, I good. do, I do, and we have to move, we have to sw- switch topics. But, um, do you believe, what?
7: <laughs> we may have to do another show.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll stay on, you're fine, but we have to shift topics in a second. No, go ahead. Go a couple ahead. questions. Do you believe in the Bible?
7: Uh, no. I, I um, used to, and then I I I I believe that this man was a prophet, probably did walk the earth, but I do not believe in this divine story that somebody says, that somebody had a vision and these stories were written down on books and we read them. That's another man made religion. Let me ask you this Do you Two believe in Two billion people, people believe wait a minute. Two billion people believe this Bible is the word of God. But two billion other people believe that the Quran is the word of God. So either they're wrong, and you're right, or we're right and they're wrong. Who's <laughs> say who's right? Hey, you guys do you believe in heaven? Long, I'm telling
0: you. What? Do you believe in the afterlife? No, but you got to under,
5: understand that. The, you're,
0: you're no, mis- I want to ask him this question mis- before anybody talks. I, I want to ask him this question. I can't hear Do you believe it. in
7: heaven? No. No, I don't believe you that know, there's a heaven. Do you believe heaven, in no, afterlife? Do you created. believe
0: Do you believe you reconnect with your loved ones when you die?
7: The short answer is I whispered in my wife's ears when she died in my arms. I don't know how, but some way, some form, I believe that I'm going to find you. What I do know in my heart is that somehow we were created out of energy. And when this life form leaves this earth, that energy goes back out into the universe as energy.
3: Where that energy
7: goes, no one knows. Listen, we all have theories. That's all we have is theories. What I've learned in 56 years is we don't know much of anything for sure. All we have is theories. Religions are theories. I have a theory. My theory is that we were created in energy, and that energy goes out into the universe. But we better figure out how to fix humanity because in the name of some religion, we've caused more harm to this world than any other organism. In the name of God, we've killed more (coughs) people than cancer. So – Organized religion has major issues, and the issues, I believe, are the fact that we can't all agree to just get along while we're trying to find the truth. Again, we're trying to find out where did life come from and where does it go. You ask the perfect question, do I believe in heaven? I do not. Obviously, you probably do, but that's why we're debating because we all have different theories. I want to put together a panel, and I want to have all the religious leaders defend their position on that question. Where did life come from? And where you die, where does it go? And let each – because you are so adamant about what you believe. Well, guess what? All the other religions, whether it's Buddhist or Judaism or Islam or Hindu, they all are so adamant about what they believe. That's my point is we have all these different theories. So while we're seeking the truth, I'm trying to find the truth. And while we're seeking the truth, we need to figure out how to get along on this planet. Because humanity is killing humanity in the name of some religion. Damn, you are you are an energizer bunny.
0: I am going to let uh, we uh, we do have to switch topics very quickly, but I do want anybody to respond. I have pretty much rested my Boy, case this on is this. What
7: makes good shows is us defending our positions. Let me.
0: You know, all right, all right I don't man. Hey, hey. No, I know. I you're great. You're great. I love that you're you're you're, you're an exciting guy. Um I, li- I like I like, I like the like the energy. Position. But um David Christokes, the uh criminal defense attorney, former prosecutor. I want you to speak on this issue real quick and then Dan and then Josh. Thank you.
6: you. Well, I, I want to get gay, I want to get Dave in a second too. Go ahead. Relative, relatively quickly. It's it's absolutely correct but. Uh, the misuse of religion through the course of history has been responsible for probably more death and destruction. But generally speaking, I would suggest that that's human beings uh, utilizing uh, different kinds of theologies to gain power for themselves. Certainly things over the, during the time of the Crusades, uh, the whole theory of divine right of kings uh, was, uh, was something that was utilized for power purposes. And so the misuse of religion is, uh, has been rampant throughout, uh, throughout human history. That doesn't mean there's no validity. Much religion has evolved, certainly uh, over time. One of, the, one, one of the problems we have with radical Islam these days probably is it's 600 years behind in evolution compared to Christianity. 600 years ago, Christianity was just as uh, imposing its will by uh, by the force of swords. And so there's, 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 there's certainly an element of truth to that. But on the other hand, it's, people are able to take advantage of people trying to seek the answer to those questions. And, uh, you know, the fact is, is that that's true, that nobody knows. But to say that there's never been a spontaneous uh, healing through the course of all of human history is an impossible statement to make. I said that's an impossible statement to I said, make. I say that, I said, on never, command, no one has ever. To say,
7: touched never, nevertheless,
6: it's, and, it's impossible. And to on do.
7: command, you, know, you
6: can't. You, you can't speak in absolutes. It's an absolute statement to say, in <laughs> "Never on command," because because it, 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 that's a, a, something that's also unknowable. It's just as unknowable as the <laughs> other issues that you raised.
2: So it's unknowable. If a person doesn't
7: have a limb. And you lay a hand on them, and Jesus Christ grows that person a limb, you see it right there. That's undeniable. And I'm telling you, that's never happened, even though the church professes it every day. That has never happened. It would be real easy. Oh, let's put the cameras together. We'll bring in all the faith healers. I'll bring in a three-camera shoot. We'll bring in a kid that's missing a toe. And I'll say, look, bring in the best faith healers you've got.
1: No, all you've
6: you, proven is that it didn't happen at that moment. You said never. You can never. You can't defend. Never. All you've proven is it didn't happen at that moment. It's an impossible. I, I definitely it's an impossible statement to defend. I've
7: definitely. I, seen you. I see your position. Jennifer I'm saying
3: that for somebody to say that they're performing set, instantaneous miracle has never.
7: It's not happening. Somebody. Somebody can't grow a new limb because somebody else is praying about it.
6: It's not going to happen. Doesn't have to be a new limb. They can be uh, any, any number of things are possible. Oh. There has been. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right.
1: We gotta, we
0: gotta, we gotta move. I, I want to get thought. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep you know moving to different topics. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Hey, Roy, um, wait, kidding. wait, wait, wait.
7: I got one question for you, Roy. I got one question. You asked me too. I got no one man. Two. Come on, man. You no got one Jim, you, you've old, been talking Sure, what? Do you believe the, old is the, the earth? earth is only six thousand years old? One question. One question. Do you I, believe I, the Earth is only six thousand years
0: old? I, I do, that's a whole disc another discussion. No, okay, no, no. Go ahead. Question. You have
7: Simple Gabe, you have any thoughts on this? Believe Gabe you have any thoughts on this? Is six thousand years
0: old? Any
5: thoughts on which part are we discussing just, here? Dude, the I religion.
0: dude, I can't handle that guy. I had to get rid of him. I can't handle that guy. <laughs> Gabe, go ahead though. Can I
5: can I just make or can I just make one statement and then I'm, we're done with this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
5: What 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 we're not talking about is. We're not talking about the inhumanity of man. we're not yeah. talking about in this in this exactly. country you talk- you talk about the holocaust we're not you're not nobody's talking about what are we doing about the fact that this country made it legal to kill sixty five million children through abortion right. exactly. Now, now, you, you want to talk about on, a thousand ch- thousand children that have been abused, and we killed sixty-five million of our own by our choice. What value do we place on life as a nation that we're willing to to destroy sixty-five million children, innocent children who have a heartbeat and are life, and we're concerned about? Not that we shouldn't be concerned about 1,000 or 10,000 or 100,000 or a million that might have been abused or 385,000 that might have been taken out of their home last year. But 65 million lives have been destroyed, not in the name of religion, but the name Actually, of secular men. Where, it's a result of the, the rejection of
6: religion. Men. Mm-hmm.
8: I, Out of curiosity, you know, where I did would, you get that figure?
6: 65 million? Where do million? I get the figure? Where,
8: yeah, 65
5: million. Where is that? Is that you know, days. Department of Health? The United, United States Department of Health, which tracks the number of abortions committed in the United States on a yearly basis from all the states. They keep track you're of how many
8: abortions are performed. You're saying there were 65 million abortions
5: last year? No, I said there's 65 well, million abortions have been have happened since, since we had Roe versus Wade made it legal.
8: Do we do we know how many of those were acquired? That's that's the one thing I'd like to ask in regards to that. I mean. I, Personally, I like to put my faith a little bit more into the medical field to so the people who have dedicated eight-plus years into making the determination of when life begins and when it doesn't. But I'm also not going to be naive to the fact that there are those people who, um, well, at least to say they uh, they lacked any alternative. And I don't mean that for people who had a choice. I'm talking about the people who literally went time came for birth it was either the mother lives or the child or the child was unlikely to live in the first place and then they were placed in that predicament there are a large figure of people that are faced or are living with that predicament and in those scenarios i do think it's better to leave it to the medical professionals than it is to leave it to legislators personally that's that's my thought on that issue yeah
4: you know, if, if you don't mind, Roy, just to touch on that specifically, especially what you just said, Gabe. I like to say that yeah. you said there was a large number of those uh, circumstances. Per the majority of people that have pregnancies every year, um, the number is very, very, it's below 5%. It could be below 1% where the baby and the, there's complications with the baby and the mother, where there's a choice that has to be made between either one of them. That's, that is a very minute number that happens. And this is coming from, I, you know, I'm, I'm a lobbyist for the most pro-life bill uh, in, in uh, the house of representatives right now, the, uh, the heartbeat bill has the most co-sponsored pro-life bill. I, you know, I've gone over these statistics before. This isn't, that's a very, very, very small number compared to the majority of pregnancies. Um, so I, I would challenge that number that I, that's, that's not a real statistic.
8: What what statistic well, is not a real statistic? He didn't give a statistic
4: on that, but he was just talking about the problem.
5: Yeah, and not statistic, but the, the and,
4: blank the blank statement. Yeah, yeah not,
5: I, not, I, not, I I I think the, the Department of White the White Department White of Health and, White White and, White and White Human Services is now saying that one out of every four pregnancies in the United States is terminated each year with abortion. I
4: Jesus. Go ahead, Gabe.
3: Yeah,
4: I'm,
8: I'm. I'm doing a little bit of my own due diligence right now. So,
0: so we
3: gonna Josh, move on, Roy.
0: Yeah, we do. Well, yeah, David, I'm, David, I want you to speak on this real quick. I know you have something to say. Go ahead.
6: Well, they, the the point the point that he was making that there are, certainly there are circumstances where there's issues of eclampsia and preeclampsia and those kinds of circumstances. where finishing the pregnancy at the end uh, is uh, is a question of whether the mother lives or whether the child lives. Occasionally that and sometimes that happens. Sometimes it happens. Uh, as a result of an accident that takes place during the course of the pregnancy, things like that. But as, uh, as other guests pointed out, that's not, that's not the, that, that is the rare occasion. And, and in almost every circumstance, every state, uh, there, there would be a provision. There is a provision for saving the life and, and for saving the life of the mother or allowing the, uh, Medical professionals to make that decision when it comes down to that particular circumstance. That's always been a uh, a legal uh, a legal accepted uh, situation when it becomes the life or health of the mother or the child that uh, those decisions have to be made. It's the issue of essentially elective abortions, abortions of convenience, abortions of, of for in lieu of birth control. Which, uh, when you talk about a circumstance where there's one in four uh, pregnancies terminated by the abortion, what does that mean? That means abortion is being utilized in lieu of birth control, and which, for these days, there's hardly any excuse for not being able to uh, control those matters. So the fact is, oh, you have another guest talking about the heartbeat bill. I'm sure the heartbeat bill has provisions for. The life and safety of uh, of the two parties involved, and it is two parties. There's there's no question about that. And there's a, uh, as far as I'm concerned, from a legal standpoint, the Fourteenth Amendment refers to persons, and we uh, obviously we charge people if uh, if there's somebody that fires a bullet and the bullet goes through uh, goes through the fetus, that individual is charged with murder that right. individ, consequently you they've been charged with taking a human life uh right. so to uh, to change it to, to allow the law to change based on who takes the human life doesn't make any sense uh it's morally um, incompatible uh, and so it, we have we have laws that prevent other people from taking that human life so why so it's recognized as a as a person for so that standpoint should be protected under the uh, 14th amendment requiring equal protection of the law and to process
3: of law.
0: Right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you're, you know, you're an attorney and, and you're a former prosecutor, you know, these things, and
3: um,
0: you know, I, I do want to, um, I want to shift topics. Uh, we do have a lot to talk about. Um, first of all, uh, President Trump delivered a great speech in uh, Charleston, West Virginia tonight. I Want to give him praise for that. Um, <clears throat> President Trump uh, just announced uh, the other day, uh, youth unemployment is now at a 50-year low. Again, that's a uh, 550-year low. So that's God. That's now we have. Bl- yeah. Now we have black unemployment at, a, at a, uh, black unemployment at an all-time low. Hispanic unemployment at an all-time low, Asian unemployment at an all-time low, female unemployment at a 65-year low, youth unemployment at a 50-year low. Jesus Christ. And the RNC, <laughs> uh, the, Republic, the Republican National Committee, has raised $100 million ahead of the DNC, uh, another record-breaking month of fundraising, and that's so pivotal going into the midterms. And um, we all, another positive thing with the economy right now, Twenty times as many U.S. jobs have been creative, created created f- from Trump's tariffs rather than jobs lost. So that's I mean it, it just you know stuff is getting really really good. We are living in the best economy we have ever seen. Um, I, I I've never seen the, we this is better than 2006 and we all know how great 2006 was. You anybody could get a anybody could get a loan and I mean and people were I mean stuff was. Skyrocketed. I mean, it, it was on fire. People were making a fortune, um, and just in so many different departments, uh, people were making so much money. But this is this is an unbelievable, uh, you know, uh, era we are living in. I'm very blessed.
1: I do want to. Um, hey, Roy. Talk
0: about. Yeah, go ahead. You haven't seen anything yet. Let me tell you what's going to. Oh, happen. Oh yeah. Oh, the best, when is, Mr. Just, Trump, the best is just when about Mr. to come. I mean, we're at a 4.1 GDP right now. Um, yeah, I mean that's yeah. unheard of. I mean, now next quarter, mark my words, it'll be over four and a half GDP. It'll be four point six GDP next quarter.
5: When we, we we we've already met with the European nations, they want a deal on tariffs. Mexico yep. has said they want to renegotiate NAF, NAFTA. So does Canada, and now the yep. Chinese are coming. When we get yep. free and fair
8: Trump. trade on a global basis.
5: GDP in the third quarter of 2019,
0: market 6%. Unbelievable. Well, I can't wait. And you know what? Here's the thing about the economy. I mean, we are, uh, you know, in a time where, um, you know, real estate, the real estate market is is the best it's ever been. Um, You know, the stock market has hit all-time highs in record-breaking number of days. No other president has had uh, the kind of success at, at, you know, as Trump has had. Uh, Trump, you know, has had record-breaking day after day, you know, with the stock market. Um, You know, right now, um, I haven't currently looked at the stock market, but, um, you know, in in the recent uh, weeks and months, it's been doing very well in certain areas. And I I do want to say, U.S. Steel is now investing 750 million at an Indiana plant, and they thank Trump's tariffs. 750 million investment into a steel into a steel plant. I mean, this is this is amazing. At
5: 750 million dollars in one plant, one yep. plant. Imagine yep.
6: what's going on over the rest of the country. Exactly. No, and, that, is, that is incredible. And yeah. uh, if you will, I do live in the Chicago area. And there's two things. One is I drive over the skyway that goes across by Gary, Indiana and it is a huge brownfield now that what used to be the steel area in which case it's going to be very very exciting to be able to drive past there and see uh, see you know worthwhile activity. But you're, you've been talking uh, large uh, numbers, big uh, economic numbers, and those are truly impressive. But I, I want to tell you a story of a, of a fellow that's now a friend of mine. He's a uh, actually a Democratic uh, state representative in the Illinois State House that represents the uh, west side of the city of Chicago. And we were having coffee the other day, and he was saying that now he used to go into this – Coffee shops and the grocery stores and the uh, restaurants in the uh, in the area where uh, where he represents, and he used to all see essentially illegal aliens working in all these all these places. And now, with the uh, crackdown on the immigration situation, apparently the employers are getting um, more antsy about it. He says when he goes into these places now, there's all his uh, all his black comrades and compatriots are holding down all these jobs that were held by folks that had been illegally in the country now. And this is a Dem- democratic state representative. And he said that that's explaining why the 36% uh, approval rating of, uh, of the black community from Trump is because these folks always wanted to work. They were the people, they were among the folks that were hurt the most uh, by the open borders uh, illegal immigration policy and by employers, unfortunately, taking advantage of it. So on a micro scale, as opposed to a macro scale, you can hear anecdotal evidence of how it's rippling through. It's one thing to talk about the huge numbers, but it's another thing to hear about somebody that's a state representative, who, by the way, I, his name's LaShawn Ford, and uh, he's had a little dust-up with, uh, with the mayor of Chicago these days by LaShawn saying, Chicago should not be a Trump-free zone because of the disasters going on here with uh, the folks that uh, are dying in the streets literally a couple of miles from where I live. And LaShawn said, you know, if the president wants to help, we should have the president come and assist us. Uh, it doesn't matter what the, what the ideas are, where they come from. The, the thought that you should have
2: automatically reject
6: some of these ideas when you've got a problem uh, just because they're theoretically on the other team doesn't shouldn't matter. LaShawn is an amazing, amazing young man, uh, and uh, he's, he's very, very worthwhile. He was on Fox a couple of weeks ago talking about that, that Chicago should not be a Trump-free zone, and uh, he's literally trying to get the president to come here and work on the problem. That the president so often points, uh, points out about Chicago being— uh, Being essentially a war zone, he mentioned it in the speech tonight, you know. And so, uh, hopefully, we can get him here and uh, and do some things. So, anyway, it's there's there's micro stories that go along with the macro stories. How it's just improving people's lives uh, tremendously. Yeah, no, 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 I I I hear
0: you. No, no, absolutely. I um, you know, it's a um. Yeah, it's it's something that we've, ne- I mean, all the all the people that are back to work, I mean, all the, I mean, food stamps are, are at an all-time low, welfare is at an all-time low. I mean, everybody, what, get all these people in the streets bitching and protesting, Trump is, Trump is a racist, Trump is a Nazi. Trump, it, you know, if Trump was a Nazi, he wouldn't have made, you know, Jerusalem the capital of Israel, like, Every past president said they were going to do and never did. I mean, and Trump has done so much more for Jerusalem. He's did, done more for them in terms of defense than any president in the history. And you know, we and we have all of these people that are, are leftists uh, in terms of uh, the way they look at the economy. Uh, they believe in communi- communism, socialism. They're they're angry that they're not getting their free Obama phones and their free. <laughs> Uh, you know, welfare and all that free shit anymore because there's a new sheriff in town. And you know what? We have all these, you know, majority of America is grateful right now because they're back to work. It's what they, all, oh, it's oh. what they've always, wa- it's what they've wanted for years. And now we have a president who, uh, like he said, the, the people, the, the people will never be forgotten ever again uh, under my watch. And uh, God, oh, it, it's a miracle.
3: Go By the way,
6: Roy, you, you, you mentioned two things, uh, the president's speech, and you just mentioned Nazis. Apparently, just today, we just deported the last
3: Nazi uh, from,
6: uh, from the United States. He was 95 years old, arrested in Queens, and deported to, uh, to Germany, uh, and that's something that three or four presidents have been... Everybody's been asking uh, three or four presidents to do, is to get rid of this guy that's, Faked, uh, faked his immigration papers back in 1949, uh, and he's been living in New York for the last 50 uh, some years. And uh, he, the Trump administration, the Trump ICE people, just deported him. And the reason other presidents were unable to deport him is nobody was able to talk Germany into taking him. Trump made a deal, made really twisted some arms to have the Germans say, yeah, he's ours. We're going to take him back, and uh, we're going to try him for war crimes in Germany. The guy's 95 years old. They took him out in a wheelchair, put him in an ambulance, and shipped him off to Germany. 95-year-old Nazi, the last known Nazi in the United States, is deported to Germany today. The, and uh, the president did mention that in his speech tonight. Don't hear too yeah. much
8: about that, though, because of the narrative.
6: <laughs> no, because he's a Nazi. He wouldn't certainly. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. He wouldn't wouldn't go out of scenario. his way to get rid of the West. He, he wouldn't get. He, it seems like he would go. Oh, the guy was living in Queens. He was living in New York. He was living in home, home, uh, home geography. Yeah, Wait, but I thought he yeah. was
8: literally Hitler, right?
6: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Which is ridiculous. Hey, you know, Josh, I, I wanted. Did you have any other questions for that? Um, um, Jim Schreiner guy?
4: I don't know what happened. He... Oh, I mean, I, I could have gone all day with that guy. Um, I, I didn't even get... You know, the the thing I really wanted to point out, and this is something that I would have loved to have said while he was here, Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm fine with saying why he's not, and, you know, I have no problem saying this, is, you know, he made a very liberal-esque argument, which I'd like to point out. I don't want us to skip over this. He made the statement early on, and um, uh, Dan and David, uh, I don't know if you guys are on for this, but he made the statement that was because of the situation happening uh, in Pennsylvania right now with these, these priests and, and just because of priests in general, uh, you know, um, in, in the past in the sexual um, type cases, he made the statement that because there are priests that do this, we should blow up all of religion. Because there Jesus. are bad people who are re- religious, that's what he said. He said he wanted to get rid of all religion because of that. That's the same yeah. thing in saying because one cop is bad, all cops are bad. Because one cop did something stupid, that's what the liberals say. Because yeah. one, because and, and the same with you know that's it's a, because one person killed someone with a gun, we should get rid of all guns. Exactly, they're, they're it's, a, it's a dangerous thing to do.
0: Yes, it absolutely is, and I just wanted, you know, I know you kind of wanted to rip into that guy, uh, and I know you could have gone all day with him, um, but uh, you know, Jesus Christ, uh, the way he was like an energizer, freaking bunny. The guy didn't stop; I nobody could get a word in. I thought I talked a lot, Jesus. Um, but let's, you know, let's, uh, <laughs> Dan. I want to. I really want to get to. The breaking news and the big story of today. Let's talk about Michael Cohen and, and David Shistokis. Just you, you're a former prosecutor and and criminal defense attorney, and Gabe, you're a lawyer as well. So let let's let's get into this Michael Cohen and uh, Paul Manafort. Um, Dan, I know you've written about this and you are very up to date. Give me give me what you know and give me what you think and, and your just your insight and in your thoughts.
5: Well, I, I, the the thing that I think is important about about Manafort
0: is. And let's remind everybody. Let's remind everybody. Paul Manafort was found guilty on eight, and there was a mistrial on ten. And Michael Cohen is plea, pleading to bank fraud and campaign finance fraud, which I talked about at the beginning of my show is extremely concerning. Campaign finance fraud. Um, but go ahead, Dan. <laughs>
5: Well, the, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not an attorney, so you got two attorneys that you can can deal with the legal issues. I I grew up in, in this country, and I was born and raised here, and I believe that our system of laws had a presumption of innocence, which meant that you were innocent until you were proven guilty. What yes. has clearly happened since. Donald Trump has taken office as a duly elected president under the Constitution, of uh, the rules of the Constitution of the United States. Our judicial system has now moved to guilty until proven innocent. Right. And I look at I look at what happened to Manafort, and and he was he was put in solitary confinement by the Mueller people. Uh, because he convinced they were able to convince the court that he was a potential flight risk because he had a a, a personal jet um, and so I look at it and and the jury had a problem with ten of the eighteen charges. now, from what I understand, and the lawyers could correct me on this that even the most seriousness of the crime that he was convicted of today. Oh, he's going to jail for and a I long think,
7: time. Prison, long time.
5: Well, maybe, maybe not, because... If Trump um, pardoned him,
0: Trump may pardon him. We'll see.
5: No, it that's not up the, to the issue. Judge. The issue is not it's the to pardon. It it's, is that the judge, if he... And I, the lawyers can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but if the judge, in his sentencing does not put in without prejudice, then Mr. Manafort has the right to appeal the the, the uh, eight convictions, and I'm not sure that they'll necessarily go after the ten that there was a hung jury on. My point being is that, that Manafort was put in a position to try and manipulate him to turn on the president and yet, the charges that they brought against Manafort all took place years before he was even involved with the trump campaign, so they they didn't they didn't find collusion with the Russians and didn't find uh obstruction of justice in in yeah. his case going to Cohen right. what I think was i think that there was a plea bargain, and I'd heard again uh on the news today that based on the charges uh, that he was supposedly going to be charged with, he could have gotten as much as 65 years in jail. Now they looks like about four a, or five. Or less, or less. Yeah. And now there is a question whether or not, in fact, what he did in terms of acting on behalf of the client, uh, and I've heard a couple of lawyers talk about this earlier in the evening, the campaign right. campaign financing charge uh, may be bogus because that, like, yeah, the formings, yep.
0: and that's what I was thinking too.
6: I mean, it, you know, well, they're,
3: they're, why Trump's if, not if
6: stupid? Let's 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 talk about a couple of things. Um, we'll, we'll go back. You did Cohen Cohen last regarding the campaign finance charges. Campaign finance law is certainly among the more Byzantine aspects of our law. And there's usually, and there, usually your sense of guilt or your ability to find somebody guilty has to do with your intention to commit a particular act that's prohibited. But a campaign finance law has a special provision to it that not only do you have the intention to commit the act, but you have to know that the act Is a violation of this particular Campaign finance law It's a very quirky requirement Of knowledge Consequently it makes it Almost impossible to prove In which case Almost all of these matters Are always handled As civil matters In which fines are imposed So Lanny Davis Certainly did no 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 good service To Michael Cohen by having him plead guilty to these alleged campaign finance violations. Uh, Presuming Cohen was doing this, even if he's doing it for the purpose of helping the campaign. Let's let's say that that was true. Let's say that was true. He had to know that this was a violation of campaign finance law, and that's almost impossible to prove. So consequently, the only thing that they did do was get him – to take him off the hook of the 65 years and trade for this alleged allocution where he said the president directed him to do it. They wanted to sully up the president and they squeezed Cohen to do it. And, 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 and the charges he pled guilty to, Absolutely bogus, absolutely almost impossible to prove in court and and, and, yeah, and
0: and they're accusing the charges they're they're accusing with the campaign finance fraud of paying off the two playboy you know um g- girls that Trump banged you know y- y- a couple of years ago who ca- you know that's what they're- fo- you know focusing on, and that's what they're trying to let but Trump's not stupid, why would he ever use campaign money? to pay off a few, you know, they're actually they're not a few saying,
1: they're not I mean, saying he use you know,
0: campaign
6: money. No, they don't, they don't no no he didn't use campaign money and they're not saying No, I know he I money.
0: know he did. I know he did and he's not stupid, but they're trying to say he did with this with this charge. They're trying to say Michael mm. Cohen used campaign money to pay off these no. women.
6: No, that's just that's just incorrect, Roy. They're not saying Cohen used any campaign money for that they're saying what he did was the equivalent of a contribution because it was done for the purpose of influencing the election nobody used any it wasn't like it wasn't that he raised campaign money you know and then spent it and then took it and turned it over to Cohen to do that they're not saying that it was a misuse of campaign funds it's very it's really Byzantine and there's no way in hell they could have proven that case but they wanted to put that on the docket so he could solely, so he'd solely up the president and only look at four to six years. And the, uh, the terrible thing, and the other situation about Manafort regarding Manafort in uh, solitary confinement, there wasn't an issue of it being a flight risk. It was there was some indication and some allegation that uh, he was uh, contacting and uh, theoretically tampering with witnesses. That was the basis of his uh, of his confinement. It uh, wasn't which was uh, also bogus. He was, He yeah, never did that. Whether he did or didn't, I don't know. But the fact is, is generally speaking, it's allowable to talk to witnesses unless the judge has ordered you not to. And in Manafort's yeah. case, prior to him being locked up, there was never any order for him to not ordered. talk to a witness. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so it, it so, makes it interesting, it, and it
0: makes – you know, th- this is such a biased case, and, <laughs> you know, it, it, in so many aspects, you, you can't – I can't even fathom that, you know, they are this hard up and desperate to get to Trump. That, that's what
6: Mueller's whole well, objective is. They, they, cl- they, cl- they clearly are, because the five counts of uh, tax, uh, tax situations regarding Manafort – uh, yep. they, they charged them with all this but they never yep. ran an audit uh, that's another yeah. situation that's typically handled part, as a part civil of this matter problem, you,
0: part part of this problem that Trump's addressing is getting rid of more security clearances if a lot of these shitheads didn't have security clearances they wouldn't all this information and all of this this corrupt shit would it would start you know Uh, Shrinking I mean it wouldn't be Happening as much and I think it's great That he's going to be starting to get rid of people Like John Brennan And hopefully uh, James Clapper Um, you know These people need to
6: go Well clearly uh, If somebody goes out and Trades on their security clearance For a position in the media They're utilizing Security clearance for the idea Of enhancing their credibility I would suggest. And money. And look what,
0: look what they did. Look what Jim Comey did when he had a security clearance in between the time he was not working uh, at the White House. This was back probably 10, 15 years ago, but he was making millions of dollars. And matter of fact, there was a report about it today. Contracts followed from Robert Mueller's FBI to James Comey at Lockhead Martin. If you know what Lockheed Martin is, Lockheed Martin, my bad, I mispronounced it. But these people were making millions with security clearances, and didn't have any involvement with the administration or the current and that's my point how these people can get so many privileges uh you know and it's 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 appalling it really is go ahead though
6: absolutely absolutely the uh that's 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 a whole other circumstance, but I would suggest that if something – he did. That, that's the other thing that uh, Brennan did last week. He wrote a thing about uh, Trump-Russia collusion, saying that there's no collusion is hardwash. Well, he's implying that he has access special information not available to us, that he can come to that conclusion. So it's very, very – I would suggest, very frankly, as uh, having been chair of the uh, House Intelligence Committee, Jason Chaffetz, uh, has a security clearance, and frankly, Jason is. I, I love Jason. He's a great guy. I love him on time But the truth is, is if he's in the media now, he shouldn't have a security clearance either. It doesn't belong there. Because no, it's it, it gives it gives the impression. So I I'd, I'd, I'd be fair about it. You know, I I'd, I'd say Chafus shouldn't have it, and Clapper shouldn't have it, and uh, Brennan shouldn't have it, and you know. So no, once you
0: leave. Once you leave the premise of the White House, you should not have any sort of security clearance. That is ridiculous.
5: Yeah. Roy? Go ahead. Roy? Yeah. I want to deal with the third leg of the stool. The third leg of the stool is the, the, the counsel to the office of the president, who yes. was reported yesterday, gave 30 hours of testimony to the Mueller investigating team over a series of months. Now, I think that that's it, the the left is reading that they they know they're reading it wrong, but they're still reading it is that that uh he he testified before the Mueller committee without executive privilege uh the, the president waived it and there were, and I believe uh Rudy Giuliani said last night if if the counsel to the president, which is a counsel, a lawyer to the office of the president, became knowledgeable of any crime that the president have, would have committed, he had two choices, resign or put the, put the Justice Department on notice that the president had committed a crime, neither of which happened. I think it's very significant that counsel to the president testified under oath with no executive privilege restrictions for 30 hours, and none of what he said has been leaked. I think it's the reason it hasn't been leaked is there wasn't anything there that could in, that in, could indict the president.
0: I mean, you know, and we, we, we you know, we. Go, Trump has made it clear he has nothing to hide. Um, go ahead.
6: Uh, somebody was about to talk. Go ahead. Well, I you? Oh, to I was, agree with Dan uh, on on that subject. The fact is, is we, the waiver of both those two privileges certainly uh, attorney-client and executive, uh, privilege. Uh, and in terms of waiving those two privileges, I would suggest that 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 was really a very positive uh, move. And the fact that Don McCann now that's the first I heard of it, Dan, that Don McCann did anything under oath. Uh generally speaking those are just those are interviews uh that are more more like conversations rather than you know, they say that people people in the media call it testifying and things like it's not it's not testimony, you know, it's it's kind of a conversation, kind of an interview uh process and they went they they talked over things for about thirty years. Uh, and uh, certainly, even though it's not our oath we're not allowed to lie to a uh, criminal investigator, which is in the president of committing a crime. So there's no question that uh, McGann didn't do that. I've had uh, occasion to meet Don McGann. He's uh, and and I've talked to him on the phone a couple of times. Great, brilliant, uh, brilliant lawyer. And uh, there's no way in hell that he would have done this without the permission of the president. And there, and I have no doubt that. You're reading it properly. Is that the fact? Is is that there's nothing coming out of that? Probably all it ever did is assist uh, in understanding and helping uh, those folks understand that Nothing untoward went on with the president. Uh, yeah, that, my understanding that was, that. was that
5: that that he took his. There was a lawyer. I mean, the lawyers are everywhere. Nothing personal. But yeah. the, the the lawyer to the president, the office of the president, took a lawyer with him, even though he had a waiver executive privilege. He still had a lawyer, his personal lawyer, in attendance sure. to the discussions. Uh, and and again, I say I I am amazed that there that, that the the administration was able to keep that secret for as long as they did, and. The fact that there was nothing there and Mueller gained nothing out of it because nothing was leaked, because it surely would have been leaked if there was something that any any wisp of anything would have come out, it would have been leaked. Um, which tells a long you time what, is, what does Mueller have left to do? Okay. There's right. and, left and you to
3: know do what? And,
6: I, and, and I said it, it means ahead, nothing David. David, that McCann, McCann brought a lawyer with him. Uh, because certainly he
3: will want to have
6: his own witness uh, to the, uh, to the events, uh, to the discussions and the interviews as well. So he would want to have his own witness there. I can, and certainly uh, the next, uh, next part of that is only uh, a lawyer represent the lawyer that represents himself has a fool for a client. So of course, mm-hmm. uh, as brilliant as uh, Don McGann is, uh, uh, certainly, he'd want to have uh, counsel by his own side.
0: I, um, you know, I do, I do, Dan. Unless you have any other thoughts, I do want to, um, I do want to get to Gabe. Gabe, y- your thoughts, Gabe.
8: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple, a couple points to know. First off, we're going on, and you're a lawyer. The...
0: You're a lawyer. Just to remind everybody, Gabe is a lawyer here, here out of Phoenix. I'm, so. Okay. Actually, a juris
8: a doctor. Uh, Have not passed the bar yet, but finished law school and running a legal service right now, retainer. Um, but not an attorney, so can't claim that. But what I will say is pretty it's simple. Um, we're we're going on two years since there's ever been an initial accusation that there was some form of collusion going on with Russia, and so far, the only thing that has come forward is Mark Zuckerberg with some Facebook profiles that have somehow influenced the campaign, which even that we can question uh, lightly. So realistically, there yet has to be any proof. And in an investigation such as this, I honestly don't even see there being any political advantage for them to declare the investigation closed because they weren't able to find out any facts that were relevant to it. So realistically, what we're going to see is them playing with the investigation through the next election and almost leveraging it with the reality that there has been no evidence of any wrongdoing, any collusion whatsoever with Russia at all. So the entire notion is kind of – it's ridiculous, and I mean it's one of the reasons that the media lost a significant amount of credibility ever since Trump's initial – ever since the election, realistically, but even before his nomination, when the campaigns were going on, I mean, people were starting to pay attention to more and more of these extremist stories that were not founded on any evidence. And, I mean, realistically, the vast majority of people – aren't extremists enough to just fall for it regardless of what we do see spotlighted on the media most people do think for themselves and do realize when you have propaganda lingering in front of you and i mean if someone still tries to defend the whole russia scenario i yet have to hear any evidence to back it and at 99% of the times when someone brings up a conversation regarding the matter, then it starts off with, oh, yeah, Russia this, Russia that. Okay, well, how did they impact it? Well, they had Facebook pages that yeah. somehow attributed campaigns. campaigns. Okay, that's, that's great. I'm sorry, but have you ever been to Facebook and actually scrolled through – did we do a full audit of Hillary Clinton's sure. Facebook contributions yeah. from other okay. places? I mean, clearly not and i would love to see that if we did but no one can show me anything that shows that there's actually been an unbiased approach to the issue at hand um i forgot who this was who was talking earlier about it but uh someone did bring up a point about how uh nowadays it's not a system where we are innocent until proven guilty i mean i'd like to argue that it it has never been a system where we're innocent until proven guilty. That's been the, the goal. That's been the benchmark. Exactly. That's that's been the reality of what we're seeing. When you go and you yep. and anybody who claims differently, I yep. beg them to go into a courtroom, pre-sentencing, pre anything, even a pre-trial conference, and look at the defendants that are going in there, and look at the just the. Societal view of someone who is an inmate, you automatically have a tendency to believe that they are, have committed the wrongdoing, even prior to any hearing from the prosecution and to any uh, hearing any evidence from the prosecution prior to there being any case actually developed against them. We live in a system where it's guilty until proven innocent, and yeah. I mean nowadays, up until just a few days ago, I'm sure there were significant amount of people that thought that. Um, that Um I, I don't know I mean I, just in general That's kind of the mentality that you tend to see in society With any right. allegations that are thrown Be it by the media right. or whoever But largely I mean As long as there is some form of Organization that is claiming Such charges then people tend to Fall for those charges uh, Or tend to fall for the notion That that person is guilty right away So
0: that's, that's yes. my yeah, take and I- on it yeah, g- very well said. We do have about five minutes left. I do. We do have one last segment.
4: Um, real quick, though, Josh, thirty seconds. Your thoughts on this? Yeah, you know, period. End a statement that I have is until something comes out uh, where this actually involves Trump. I'm just gonna sit and watch with popcorn. Uh, but until then, I'm
3: not gonna be worried about it. I'm stand Enjoy the fireworks. With
4: Um,
0: You know, it's it's one of those things, though. But here's the million-dollar question, and uh, a lot of people, um, you know, are talking about it. Um, Giuliani has said the investigation will be over by the beginning of September. And we we know Rudy Giuliani is representing Donald Trump as one of his lawyers. Uh, They hope to wrap it up by the beginning of September, and he's almost positive, he said, that he can do it with Mueller. Um, and they may, depending, uh, have Trump sit down with Mueller, which I think would be a perjury trap and and a big mistake. Um, but I don't think they will have Trump sit down with Mueller, but there's always that possibility. But, uh, each person right now, 30 seconds, um, you first, David, I want to know your thoughts on if this will be over at the beginning of September and if, if, uh, If um,
6: Mueller Mueller will meet with Trump. Go ahead. Two things. Number one, no, Mueller and Trump will never meet.
3: Uh,
6: Number two, uh, two, there's a U.S. attorney uh, guidance in the U.S. attorney handbook that generally speaking indicates that you should not be involved in activities within 60 days of an election. And that is what Giuliani is relying upon when he's making this September first argument. That's only guidance. It's not a regulation. It's not a law. It's just a principle designed theoretically to handle things fairly and equitably, and not influence elections. So that's why that's the that's where Giuliani's getting that uh, that number, and that number is meaningless. So Giuliani's doing a public relations thing with that, trying to put some pressure on him. It's not going to be over the beginning of September, and Trump's not going to meet with them.
0: Okay, Dan, go
5: ahead.
6: 30 seconds,
0: Dan.
5: Yeah, I agree he's not going to meet with uh, Mueller. I think the 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 strategy of announcing the 30 hours of, of meetings between the council to the off, office of president and the lifting of executive privilege uh, basically killed that because it, they couldn't find anything after 30 hours that they could pin on Trump. Meeting with Trump, is, is there's there's no sense of doing that. Uh, will they end it before the election uh, or before the 1st of September? No. I think it goes because the Democrats are going to continue to push to keep it open until the midterms. It's midterms? Hoping that. Yeah. Through the midterms until they can hopefully find out whether they're going to get control of the House so that they can impeach him. But or, I, I don't, as I've said before, they're not going I to get think- control of the House.
0: In my strong opinion, that makes the Democrats look bad, They're, them carrying this on in the midterms, because after two years of nothing, people are getting tired of it. And there's even polls saying people are getting tired of, the, you know, the fake Russia stuff. But we are basically out of time. I do want, you know, 30, 30 seconds, though, real quick, Gabe and Josh, quick, though, really quick. I mean, you already heard
8: my stance on it. I think they're absolutely yeah. going to drag it out another couple of years. Um, so I highly, highly doubt it's going to be over by September 1st. But, right. I mean, that's a few days away from finding out. I well, definitely do not see it being likely for Trump to meet up with me away though. Yeah,
7: yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Just-
4: yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I really think, you know, Gabe, Dan, and David said it perfectly. i got nothing else to add. I couldn't have said it better myself.
0: Okay, perfect. And I want everybody to give their plugs, advertise your stuff, do what you got to do. David Shistokas where can everybody find your
6: stuff at? So you follow me on Twitter, at Shostokas, S H E S T O K S. on Amazon, creating the Declaration of Independence and Constitutional Assault Budget. My my two books, I would hope that uh, people would uh, pick them up, learn more about the founding documents of America, and understand something for yourself about the Constitution so you don't rely on uh, a lot of pundits and what other people explain it to me. So it's AstroStokes, S-H-E-S-T-O-K-A-S. And criminal
1: defense attorney,
6: federal
0: prosecutor, you've done a lot, man. Political strategist, you're lobbying, you're doing a lot of good stuff. And Dan? Uh, everybody can find you at danperkins.guru, am I correct, if I remember correctly?
5: Yes, and I've got a new piece on uh, on uh, the spy for the molar camp in uh, Ormus, or I can't even, I got, it's too late, I can't even spell, I can say her name. Omaroso, is a, I wrote a piece today yeah. on constitution.com.
0: We'll get, we'll, get, we'll get you back on tomorrow, and we'll have to talk about that for a second. I want to talk about that because I read it, and I, it, it amazes me. Um, we just didn't have time tonight. There was such a big agenda that stuff I didn't even get to. Uh, but real quick, Gabe, go ahead. I really have to make this quick, like 10 seconds. The
8: timer. Um, follow me on Twitter. That's Gabe, V-E-E-E, E, four E's. Um, follow me on Twitter for Crypto News or just follow me on Facebook throw an ad my way it's Gabriel that's V-A-D-A-S-Z yeah it was good chatting guys
4: yeah and Josh go ahead yeah follow me on Instagram at J-O-S-H-H-L-A-V-A-T-Y
0: excellent and always guys you can follow you can go to RoryShotter.tv go to GetYourAppBuilt.com again that's GetYourAppBuilt.com uh, also please go to the D Donald J Again, that's the Donald J I want to thank all of my audience tonight. We are now in 14 different countries. It's amazing. Um, I want to thank all of my co-hosts, all of my guests, um, and all, and the sponsors. It's, and it's been amazing. Um, we will be back tomorrow night. We have a huge show. I will be getting to the stuff tomorrow that I did not get to tonight. Uh, I hope you all have a great rest of your night. Uh, God bless everybody. I'm Rory Sauter. Cheers.
2: 18 plus.